I can't get over it. You know what I've noticed, and I don't know if it's on purpose, that when you go to a coffee shop and they put the lid on the coffee cup, they almost always, at least with me, I don't know if there's anyone else's experience, they put the, the, the hole that you're drinking out of in alignment with the, the crease, the overlap of the cup, and it's annoying to me. I wonder so, if that's more secure, though, if, they've, if so, they've cracked that code. Well, when I get a coffee cup, I take the lid off and move it and put it back on because I and don't. You're not like, afraid that you. What if you don't get it right and then you have coffee all over your body? It's a risk I'm willing to take because I don't like it with that little overlap glued line there. Drinking it out of there. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Fence, <laughs> where we're here to help everyone know our idiosyncrasies of the weird life of we all just how have we drink things. coffee. Well, no, but we all have weird. Somebody was just asking me the other day. In a meeting, what what is like my process of getting ready in the morning? What do I do first and the second? Like, do you fix your hair before you get dressed? Oh, and yeah. Do you put makeup on? And one, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought we were here to talk about something else. And two, I never think about it. And I don't know that it's consistent. But we all have just weird things we do. Do you have a certain amount of swipes that you do deodorant with? Like, like how many? How many? How many swipes? Do you have a number? I don't think so. I think I go up, down, up. So four. <laughs> I wonder if people all have their different numbers. Yeah. we. One of our children counts the stairs when they go up. Huh. I don't know how many swipes I do. I'm not counted. I just was wondering. I wonder if I do the same amount of swipes every day or if it's different. I would guess it's probably the same. I'm sure your brain doesn't even, like you, you probably just have a rhythm. Well, I have a toothbrushing about, thing. Okay, talking. Talk. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Oh, well, my work. toothbrush has a timer on it. I uh, mine. I count in my head because oh. those timer ones stress me out. Well, I'm gonna. I like. I like to achieve, and so if I got to do it two minutes, I'm doing it two minutes in a second. So, hey, we're gonna talk today a little bit about calendar stuff. We're kind of in that season where everyone's got. They're in their calendar. Uh, basic observation: most people know this. Uh, dates and times make a lot of decisions for us, and if if you're, if you're like, let's say a, a professional adult where you, you work for a living, um, most of us are in the season where things are scheduled, even mm -hmm. basic stuff, right? Uh, eventually, we're going to come into the Christmas party season. And, mm -hmm. and so most of us don't determine when our office is going to have a church or a, a, not church party, uh, a Christmas party, uh, or if you got kids. Uh-huh. Kids gonna might have a, a fall program. Mm -hmm. uh, we as parents don't decide when that fall program is. Uh, if you play sports, if you're going to school now, you, there's a lot of determined for you. Here's when we're gonna do what we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is our calendars, our dates, our times have a tendency to make a lot of decisions for us. Mm -hmm. And it becomes almost this unavoidable system that we get into. Mm -hmm. Gotta go here at this time to do this thing. And I was thinking, I think we take that approach because that's just the way it is. I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I mean, please don't call your school and say, I want you to have the program exactly on this day because it fits perfectly with me. Mm -hmm. But I think we take, we transfer this determined calendar for mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. as though that's the best way of life. And mm -hmm. we project it onto relationships specifically with God so we transfer this onto God. We project it onto him and say, all right, so God, I need you to do this mm -hmm. 
at this certain time in this certain way. And I don't think we feel like we're being bossy, (laughs) but I think that because so much of our lives is dictated by calendar and time, Mm -hmm. daily calendar, all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that it's easy to say to God that calendar is most important, Mm -hmm. that timing is most important. That's, That's what had me thinking, like, when I think about God, talk to God, wrestle about things in life, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm frustrated and dealing with timing. Mm-hmm. Something's too early, something's too late, something's not happening, mm-hmm. something's happening faster or there's too much happening. Mm-hmm. It's so timing based. When mm-hmm. you So now I asked you how many swipes of deodorant you do. Um, how much timing conversation do you have with God? Um, so I used to have a lot of timing conversation, timing about when I would, you know, find the one or when we were ready to have another kiddo and it just wasn't happening. Um, I think the older I've gotten, which then in turn means the more time, not only I've got to spend with the Lord, but also the more time I've just lived in this world, knowing that Timing is often irrelevant outside of what you can't control. Obviously, there are things like what you said on the calendar. I I feel like that's an area of my life. Shockingly, that in that realm, I've become very, um, very more laid back in and just willing, willing to wait for his timing. And that's in everything from our kids figuring stuff out that we really hope that they figure out. Sure. And, and leaving room for that to just be undone. I, I actually feel like that's the work of the Lord in my life and heart, not not me just giving up. Um, but I do think that I've loosened my grip because I used to be very controlling of time. Like I will make it happen. Okay. Um, and, and I have seen myself over the last years um, just kind of lay down some of those clocks, if you will. Yep. I, I get that. I I I think for me, timing has been one of the places of connection and disconnection with God. Mm-hmm. To where mm-hmm. I would, uh, I I was thinking of Abraham. Yeah. Uh, I was looking up Genesis chapter twelve. Uh, talks about the call of Abram before mm-hmm. we know him as Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse one: The Lord had said to Abram, "Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, which is a big deal." And go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth Mm -hmm. will be blessed through you. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that's amazing. That's like, what a promise. Mm -hmm. That's like the first day of good news. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But then if you track out his story, it becomes a monstrous waiting season that he has no idea that he's walking into. Mm-hmm. You get a promise from God, and then if you track the time, I mean, he's he spends decades waiting for that to play out. And then it plays out at a time that he can hardly physically believe it. Mm-hmm. It, had, it surpasses mm-hmm. the, well, I know God made this promise, but now I'm... You know, he becomes understanding. 100. It surpasses understanding. Yeah. yeah. He's 100. His wife's 90. They're still like, uh, 
these generations that are supposed to be coming. <laughs> so they even, you know, usurp the process and do all that kind of stuff. And so that had me, that just had me thinking like in a season now where most of us are like in the mix of our calendars mm-hmm. and our calendars are telling us what to do mm-hmm. is I wondered how many people are in this case on the fence on God. Partially the reasoning would be because his timing is mm-hmm. different than their timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I wrote down some dangers, and maybe this is just personal confession time for me, but um, a danger with God and timing, hitching hitching ourselves to a calendar instead of a purpose. Hmm. Uh, I've done that, where I think about the day is about the calendar, the mm-hmm. week is about the calendar, my relationship with God is about when is he going to do, is about when, mm-hmm. rather than what's my purpose today, though? What can I do to fulfill today? And I, even as a family, when you're looking at, if you were to choose to go after character instead of calendar, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're choosing one or the other. Mm-hmm. And when the calendar is not going the way we want to, we compromise our character. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to just say a danger that I think some of us have, and I use this term hitching, uh, that we're no longer living a purpose. We're living a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're living a, a to-do list. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, but based on schedule, like, oh, you know, in our case, we're taking kid A, B to here, kid C there. We're texting with kid, we, and, and you just begin to do like through the day, do this, go there, mm-hmm. solve this, and there's no purpose to it. Or you don't feel the purpose. You don't have a purpose driving each conversation. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that helps some. Uh, another danger is we start to think our understanding of timing is correct, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, one of your one of my favorite sermons that you ever did. You actually were you were talking about Abraham, and you were talking about how when we put when we take it into our own hands, we end up like really delaying and losing so much of what God had for us. That was one of my favorite sermons that you ever did. Start thinking that our understanding of timing is ideal. I. I think that we're smart people. And so like, we, I mean, what we get asked, Hayden's been asking questions. Just, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's 20. I wanted to say 19. He's 20. He's, he's 20. 20. I need to say that out loud. 20. <laughs> we have a child who's a grown man, 20 years old. Anyways, he asks us a lot of life questions. How, how should I do this? Because they're new scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, uh, you need to go have a conversation with financial aid. Uh, he got another job. And so now he's got kind of two jobs and he's got to fill out the form for the government. And like, what do I, so all this like new stuff that he hasn't had to navigate, but it feels so easy to be like, yeah, you're doing your next steps. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to college, you're getting this job, but to lose your purpose in all of that so quickly because it's mm-hmm. been put onto a calendar now, I think is something we all have to have that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often, but that audit of mm-hmm. you're going to get on the fence accidentally and you're on the fence is that you're going everywhere and doing everything based on a calendar and has zero purpose to mm-hmm. it. Or you've at least lost the sense of purpose mm-hmm. to it. And a lot of times we think, well, I'm doing this because it's the most efficient and effective way to do it. At mm-hmm. least that's my my trip up is I'm managing time, but my job is not to manage time in life. God did not say, mm-hmm. I created you mm-hmm. in order to manage time. It's to live purpose. Mm-hmm. Another danger, uh, we make the right decision at the wrong time. Mm. Uh, 
where we're like, this is what needs to be done, so I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Abraham, Mm -hmm. I think, felt like he was doing that. So if you don't know the story of Abraham, so God gives him this promise that I read to you, but if you keep tracking with him, uh, he and his wife are like, so this isn't working. We aren't Mm -hmm. able to have kids. Mm -hmm. So she comes up with the idea and then holds it against him. Mm -hmm. But she comes up with the idea, hey, why don't you sleep with this other woman, have a kid, Get it started. And, and that'll get yeah. the whole thing started. That'll get the whole thing. Now, here's the right thing. He was supposed to be the father of a child. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. God told him that. That's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he went about it the wrong timing in the wrong way. You can do you can do what you think is right, but at the wrong time, wrong people involved, mm-hmm. wrong way, because you're usurping the timing. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of the most difficult, I think that is one of the most difficult lessons mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, for sure. Keeping all of us from like usurping the mm-hmm. authority and the timing of God. And like mm-hmm. you said, maybe it's been a parenting lesson that we're watching a child grow up to be a man and you have this evidence of this child making decisions in elementary and middle school and high school, and you're like, are they going to make the right decision? And you want to exert control and usurp the process, but then you begin to see right decision made after right decision. Mm-hmm. And then, as we've seen with Hayden, God's hand, mm-hmm. like just stepping in mm-hmm. and going, wow, if I just give some room here, mm-hmm. I let, I let God... I get to see God mm-hmm. do stuff. And that's what I think perhaps is the biggest, strongest warning here. You might be missing out on the miracles of God because you're so connected to your timing. Hmm. You're so like, this has to happen. This should happen. I have this desire. I have this passion. I have this craving. So I'm going to go for it because obviously God's given me this. And you're missing God opening up that as we've learned in church not too far long, like like going and putting a river in a wasteland, mm-hmm. you know, go putting a path in a way where there's no path. Mm-hmm. We often don't let God create the path. We think we're the ones who have to build the path where mm-hmm. God's like, no, I'm going to walk with you on a path I'm going to build for you. I just need you to hold my hand. I want you to hold my hand. It reminds me a lot though of um, like, well, driving. Because uh, I think every day is a good day until you get on the road with all kinds of people. Um, being nuts. And then it's really easy to go, uh, it's the worst day ever. Um, I, I think one of the things that I've learned too, because I, I love schedules. I love them because they help me kind of, um, move through the day. But all the moment we get the calendar for the, for the kids school, I'm writing all of it down or plugging all of it in because that gives me points to know where I've, I've got to be and when, because obviously that's a commitment to have kids and be there to celebrate them and all of that or football schedules or whatever. I think though what our stewardship um, responsibility is, is to also then make, make time for what matters. We calendar what matters, just like our budget shows what matters to us. Yeah. So does, so does our calendar. And although we can't control all of it, what are we doing to earmark time for being in the word and praying and making sure that we're having supper with our family um, or the people around us that are close to us uh, at least a few times a week. And when am I taking a Sabbath or when am I going to just go spend time with a friend? Uh, That's our responsibility because we can't control everything, but um, even time to just go and pray about the things. What I love about 
this conversation about waiting on God in the first place is that we have to be cognizant of what we're even wanting and and asking him for or telling him we're waiting on and we're, you know, I'm tired of waiting. And, and instead of rushing or trying to fix it ourselves, it requires so much honesty with ourselves and with him to say, I'm waiting on this and it's killing me. And um, I, I think that so much of that, though, is like the antidote for, for so much of that grief is actually creating spaces of time to have time with him in community. But I don't, I'm not sure we do that well. If somebody doesn't tell us what, where we need to go and what we need to do, I don't know that we're all real great about putting that in Definitely. to our time. And so that, of course, then makes us even more fatigued and exhausted because we're not connecting with him regularly. Definitely. So I, I just, I wrote something down. Now you, you made me think about this. Um, and sorry to be all preachy, but so we, we calendar stuff, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is not an anti-calendar. Oh, yeah, I love uh, my calendar episode. I, I actually think God is very organized. I think God is more organized and more structured than any of us. Mm-hmm. The detail, if you just look at creation, how perfectly timed everything is. Timing is big. Uh, here, uh, calendar the meaning, not just the moments. Mm, that's good. And I have a tendency to, we calendar the moments and we live life on, on the moments. The moments are good. Mm-hmm. Kid programs, um, coffee times, uh, blah, but rarely do we calendar, here's the meaning mm-hmm. of the moment mm-hmm. that we're about to have. Mm-hmm. Like why do we go to our kids' football game, mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, even Titus, like sometimes when he's so fatigued and he's so nervous about a game, we have to remind him, here's why you signed up for this. And this is good. <laughs> like, just the other day, he did not want to go to practice at mm-hmm. all. All of a sudden, mysteriously had a headache, tummy ache. <laughs> but but it would have these blips where he looked and acted and behaved totally normal. So I said, well, you're going to practice. Mm-hmm. And if you if you throw up, just make sure you tip your helmet up a oh, little my word, bit and, and throw up on the ground. Um, so anyways, he goes to practice and he does it. Mm-hmm. Wait, he goes to practice and does it or he throws up? Oh, he doesn't throw up. Okay. No, he didn't throw up. He just didn't want to go to practice that day. He Which does he do though? I know. He wasn't I was just in clarified. the <laughs> And he gets in the car and it's fascinating what he said. He goes, you know, that was not one of my best practices. Mm-hmm. I said, are you glad you came to practice? Yep. I said, you know what I would tell you? I think it might be one of your top three practices. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me all weird. He's like, no, I got run over here. I got this mm-hmm. and all. I was like, nope, nope. This today, football practice isn't about you perfectly doing everything right in practice. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. You agreed to go. Mm-hmm. You gave your best. Mm-hmm. You, 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 your effort was amazing. You gave your effort. You didn't ever quit during practice. And that lesson by itself, mm-hmm. this, this, moment at practice is bigger. Mm -hmm. Your character was just shaped. Mm -hmm. You just did something you didn't want to do, but were supposed to do, Mm -hmm. had agreed to do, committed to do, and you showed up and did it, and you did it with your best effort. Mm -hmm. And I said, buddy, I think from your dad's perspective, this is one of your best practices because you didn't want to and you did it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we're not always doing that with our calendar, Mm -hmm. where we're saying, God, do this, do that, show up here, Mm -hmm. fix this, and we're calendaring God and forgetting today has purpose. I want to live this out. 
Do you know what happens when you don't do that, though? And I think for some people, I know that I've sat with people and helped them because they are their life is literally just being like like going fishing, but they're the fish because they're just getting drug <laughs> on a line to everywhere that they're going and they're just feeling exhausted. I would say a couple of things. When you're living life like that, your approach or response to people in traffic or at work or at home is going to be very um, short. It's going to be very short. You're going to like you're going to fizzle out fast emotionally and mentally. So you're you're likely not going to be all there wherever you are. And you're not going to have a lot of patience or grace for people when you are there or yourself, but usually other people. And I would say if you're walking through a scenario where you feel like your calendar is leading you yeah. and not the other way around, you got to find somebody to sit with. And I would say even sit down with the Lord and just yourself and work through why am I doing what I'm doing and what maybe can wait or not have to be done and or sit down with somebody else and get some community involved and some wisdom involved in just processing what you can do to relieve some of that. Um, I, I think inviting other people into the conversation is really helpful too, because you become someone that you do not want to be, not just in your approach to the Lord, but even in in who you are when you're at all of those places. I think uh, our approach to our calendars really tests what we think about God, mm-hmm. I think the right. sovereignty of God mm-hmm. to where because we think we're so good at time, mm-hmm. or maybe you think you're really bad at time, so you're running late always, mm-hmm. whatever, where time, you're evaluating yourself on your mm-hmm. ability to manage time. Mm-hmm. What if God were bigger than that? <laughs> bigger and better than your timing and your orchestration of everything. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was on a walk. I had a meeting that led to then a lunch meeting, and then I was walking back to the office. I was wearing a, a, a T-shirt that said Jesus on it. And I always forget. I put it on. It's really comfortable T-shirt. I wear it. It looks nice. I mean, I like Jesus, but yeah. the T-shirt's really comfortable. I, I often forget that when I wear it, I I draw comments. I, it's really not on purpose, but it, so anyways, a guy just starts walking alongside me as I'm walking, mm-hmm. heading towards an alley, and I notice on his shirt it says valet, and I'm like, hey, where are you valet at? And we were just chatting, shooting the breeze. We don't know each other. Just oh, he started. Sorry, he let it off with, hey, I like your shirt. Mm. Then I was like, hey. I see on your shirt, uh, now that we're swapping <laughs> stories. Uh, anyways, we start talking and talking and talking about the coolest cars he's ever valet parked and all that kind of stuff. And, and great conversation, blah, 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 blah. But it was an interruption mm-hmm. in a sense because I was kind of speedily walking back to the office to get back to the office. That's an easy example mm-hmm. that maybe our version of what is ideal timing, ideal calendar, never lose your purpose. So... So closing tips, do you even know your own personal core values? Do you know your family core values? Because if you put together a calendar without core values, mm-hmm. your calendar is, is you're letting a calendar tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that is an unwise move mm-hmm. because if you have, if you ever get married, if you ever have kids, mm-hmm. if you ever increase the number of people in your household, and your calendar is in charge, mm-hmm. you will burn out, you will exhaust yourself, and you will raise a family up that thinks life is about the calendar. Mm-hmm. Life is about who's doing what when. But if you lead with core values, your core values then determine mm-hmm. what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to mm-hmm. on that calendar. Mm-hmm. They So calendar your values. The reason 
and I don't think our, our boys would be offended by this. The reason our boys play football is not actually because they're destined to become Division One football players or, or professional football players, which I'm always open to that, you know. They can, um, yeah, that'd be fun. But, I'd like them to go to K-State if that's, okay. Okay, if that's the case. The reason our boys play football is, is not ever about what could happen, mm-hmm. what opportunity might they get. Mm-hmm. It's about the men they're becoming. Mm-hmm. That is more of a value-based calendar. And I say it's not been easy to get to, but I think if, if right now you're overrun by your calendar, then just, okay, maybe you can't change your calendar right now. You're like, all right, so it's all in motion. What about looking at what some core values for you personally or core values for you in your office, core values for you and your family and mm-hmm. draft those. And with those in mind, don't have a long list. I recommend core values to be like, I mean, don't do more than six or seven. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, but but let them then determine your calendar. Mm-hmm. So why is your kid playing that sport? Mm-hmm. Why are you guys going on dates Why or not going on dates? Why are you this way and that way? Why are you doing with, with your weekends what you're doing with your weekends? Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff. Why do you worship? Why do you not worship? Mm-hmm. All determined by core values, not by your ability to fit something into the schedule. Mm-hmm. It says your yes or no for you. I think too that way, when you do have a day off or a time where there's just a place in the calendar, you're not just falling flat on your face and wasting the day either because you've 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 just stewarded in a way that you come out of the other side with some fullness left, not just totally empty. And I think I think that is a beautiful thing that we would want for anybody. Yeah. Your calendar is not just moments that happened, it's meaning that you were living out. Mm, so please make sure your calendar has has significant eternal kingdom minded mm-hmm. god focused meaning to it shaping you if you got a family shaping your family mm-hmm. you're becoming more and more like the person god know you knows you you can be so all right awesome thanks for uh, listening or watching we love you guys very much till next time peace out <laughs>